All right, Krishna, everyone, this is Achuta Bhava from Nightlight Astrology, and today is Bhakti Wednesday, so we are going to finish up our last verse of the Nectar of Instruction, the Sri Upadasham, Upadashamrita. This is the final verse, and it has been building over the past couple of talks to this point where we are now uh, sort of at the, the pinnacle, which has already been mentioned a few times, but is now being reiterated. So this is the last verse. Text 11 reads like this. Of the many objects of favored delight and of all the lovable damsels of Rajabhumi, Sri Mata Radharani is certainly the most treasured object of Krishna's love. And in every respect, her divine kund is described by great sages as similarly dear to him. Undoubtedly, Radha kund is very rarely attained even by the greatest devotees. Therefore, it is even more difficult for ordinary devotees to attain. If one simply bathes once within those holy waters, one's pure love of Krishna is fully aroused. So here we have more glorification of Radha Kund and Radha Rani as the, the goddess. And look, here's the final verse. In a sense, it's saying, if you want to get close to Krishna, serve Radha. This is not just about literally having Radha on your altar along with Krishna or literally offering flowers to Radha or chanting Radha mantras or anything like that. Um, those could all be a part of it. But ultimately, I think what is being said here is the way that I would distill this into like an accessible thing for where I'm at anyway, right? And this is because this is in some ways very high level stuff. Radhakund is a literal place in India that people reside and serve. It is the place that belongs to Radha, that Krishna finds to be non-different from Radha, that, that he absolutely adores as much as Radha. So people reside there as a place of pilgrimage to serve and be connected to that divine love. All of that aside, what is being said here to us that's applicable in North America and Western culture? It goes like this. If you want to um, really, if you want to get closer to God, find people and things that are dear to God and serve them. It's that. So let me give you an example. Some of you may know my, my teachers that I brought on, uh, Harikirtan, Prabhu, uh, Loka and Vidarbha. Um, there's others, but some of the teachers that I brought on. Um, one of the main reasons that I serve Loka and Vidarbha, for example, is that they are very dear to my guru. So they're, they're very close and intimate and uh, close friends and sort of students under his care. And they're advanced senior devotees that, um, you know, are, are deeply, deeply committed and very dear to my guru. My guru's, uh, you know, overwhelmed. He has many things going on, lots of people serving him. One of the things that's very common in the bhakti tradition is, oh, here's someone that serves my teacher. Rather than trying to butt to the front of the line and be like, hey, how can I do something for you to serve you? Maybe help out as your secretary or, you know, whatever the case might be, right? So how can, how can I help? One of the common, I should back up and say, a staple of bhakti yoga is service. So when you find people who are in some ways uh, spiritually ad advanced, the people that you're looking up to and you're saying, hey, I want to learn and, and try like they're trying. I want to grow like they're, they've grown. I want to em embody the devotional qualities and vibrations that they sort of emit. Um, and you can feel it. You know, you can feel when people are, have a devoted spiritual life and it, it's attractive. So in bhakti, we say, you serve that person. Well, sometimes service to that person can be very selfish if it's like, oh, I want to serve them, you know, or they may not have room for it. They may have lots of people serving them. 
But the point is that you find people or things that are serving them and then serve those things because it connects you just the same. So for example, um, as a father, my wife does a lot of the primary caretaking for my girls. And sometimes I feel a little cut off, you know, like I can't connect with them. One of the easy ways to uh, be more involved is to serve my wife, right? If I serve my wife, who is very engaged in serving my children, I serve my children and that connects me in my heart. And in some ways, that's the more humble approach than being like, well, I've got to find a way to assert myself because I need the connection to my kids. I mean, I do. And I spend a lot of time with my kids. Right. But I'm talking about, you know, I work, I'm, I'm sort of like the, I'm the full-time worker wipes more of the caregiver and so forth. So if I want, if I'm like, man, I wish I could serve them more then it's like, well, supporting, supporting them, you know, in all the other ways that I'm doing and supporting my wife who is supporting them is supporting them. And everyone understands that. I think that's really common. And it's not just men and women. It could be, you know, um, the opposite. Maybe the woman's the breadwinner or whatever the case may be. But the point in bhakti is find someone to serve and to help and to give, you know, your, yourself in service to who is close to the things that you want to get closer to. And that in time is how you get closer to those things. It's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's a, there's a perverted reflection of it, of course, in like the business world that you want to get close to the CEO, get close to the people who are close to the CEO. I, I don't like that metaphor at all for spiritual life, you know, CEO and all of that. But it's sort of like saying, if you want to build a relationship with God, notice around you, especially in commun like spiritual communities, the people who have noticeable, deep, intimate connections with God, right? And just find a way of serving them or your spiritual teacher. That's often going to be your spiritual teacher in a, in a yogic lineage, um, or you have multiple spiritual teachers, figure out who's serving them. And then how can you help? So similarly, when we read this verse and it says, look, you know, you're really, really lucky if you can get to the place uh, that Radha's place, Radha Kun, this lake that's associated with Radha and, and sort of Radha in lake form. You get there and you serve that lake and you're serving the one who is most intimate with Krishna. And that's going to draw you closer as well. So Bhakti is very personal in that regard. Although the soul has a relationship with God that's totally intimate, unique, not comparable to anyone else's, at the same time, you have to develop that relationship. And we don't develop it in a vacuum. We develop it socially by getting to know other souls whose relationships are in some ways the intimacy has been developed and, and we want to head in that direction. So we get close to them. We give our hearts to those people. Um, we support those people in the good things they're trying to do to lead other souls to healing and to God's grace and love. So uh, that's how bhakti works. And this final verse is really saying that, uh, in my opinion, just kind of universalizing what it's saying. Look, there's nothing that is more dear to God than Radha, his lover. You know, so if you want to get close to God, get close to Radha, serve, serve her, you know, serve her place. And in that way, you're serving Krishna too. So in, in summary, if you want to get close to God, get close to people who are close to God. And that is a beautiful, beautiful teaching. Sometimes we think it's, it's heroic individualism. It's all in a vacuum. It's just me trying to get closer to God through some kind of, you know, it's like, when I was a competitive swimmer, I liked that it was just me against my own time, you know, <laughs> 
this is kind of a team sport. It's not a solo sport as much as it is a team sport. The solo dimension of it, the intimate, can't emerge unless we're also uh, drawing closer to those who are closer. And that's how we that's how we cultivate it because God is a community. So anyway, God lives in us in community. So that's what I've got for you today. I hope that you enjoyed this series. We've uh, stretched it out over a couple of months, the Nectar of Instruction, the Sri Upadam. Upadeshamrita, and I look forward to um, starting in on some new things next week. So until then, uh, I hope you're having a good one, and Hare Krishna.